0: because we are continuing our series on work and school on the podcast over the next few weeks. We will be talking about subjects that go along with the work that we do as moms and the educational choices we make for our kids. So I feel like there are just a thousand different ways that we can do these things. So I just wanted to take some time to think about like how does minimalism fit into these things? So that's what we're covering through the month of August and probably a week or two beyond that. So that's what you can expect. And today we're going to be focusing on the subject of work. But this episode applies to pretty much anyone who has dealt with stress or kind of chases after this idea of balance and feels like they're continuously coming up short. So if that's you, listen in because today I'm talking with Courtney Elmer. She's a business strategist and stress expert dedicated to this framework that she's developed called the Stress Less Framework, and her whole philosophy is to help women stress less and live more, especially women who are living in a fast-paced work environment. Courtney kind of came to this moment after a cancer diagnosis at the age of 25 that she could not continue to live a stress-overwhelmed and burnout life that she was living up until that point through a fast-paced corporate career, and Now she helps women do the same thing by clearing the path to grow in their work and income without really sacrificing their life and the things that matter to them along the way. She's all about ditching overwhelm, creating order out of chaos, and finding inner peace, which I think is a really amazing mission. And I really think that you are going to love hearing from her today. I cannot wait to share it with you, so we're just going to dive in today. But before we do, I just wanted to ask you really quickly... If you're enjoying the show, share it with a friend. I feel like the message in today's episode is so applicable to so many other moms who are dealing with lots of stress and maybe a lot of working moms too. So if you have a working mom friend, if you have a friend who is in a stressful work environment, share this with her. You can share it and text it over to her. Share it on Instagram if you know you have some friends on there that, that it might resonate with. I'm so thankful when you share the show no matter what episode it is, because I just really feel like this mission of Minimalish is not just about what I'm putting out there each week. It is about this community of women lifting one another up and encouraging one another towards less, towards simplicity. That's what today's show is all about, too. So let's dive in to my conversation with Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Thanks so much for coming on the Minimalish
1: podcast. I'm so excited to
0: chat with you today.
1: Hey Desiree, it is my privilege to be here. I'm super excited to chat with you too.
0: So I really want you to kind of let our listeners know a little bit about who you are and what your story is, what you do, um, before we really dive into our deeper topics today. So could you kind of tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, totally. So, I am a lifestyle strategist, speaker, and stress expert for high achieving women who want to stress less in their life. And in doing so, get rid of the stress and overwhelm that's holding them back from their potential so they can expand their income and have more impact and really live that more fulfilled life that they want to live. And it's so interesting because never in a million years did I even think that I would remotely be doing the work that I do today. But just about six years ago is kind of when my journey started. And prior to that, I worked in corporate. I worked in, you know, corporate nine to five. And I knew I always wanted to own a business of my own one day, but I really didn't know what that was going to look like. And so around that time that I had started working my corporate job, I was also introduced to the network marketing industry. And I was like, huh, this, this could be a really cool way for me to just get some more business experience to just learn what it's like to grow and manage a team and just kind of like get my feet on the ground, you know, in, in running a business and kind of have a framework to do it. So I jumped into that with both feet and was working, you know, my nine to five during the day. And then I called this my side hustle and I was doing that all nights and weekends. And the guy I was dating at the time proposed to me, we felt, you know, we had gotten engaged and we were planning our wedding and, um, my now husband, Alan, but he and I were, um, planning our wedding. So that was like, on top of my work and my side business and all of the things. And so really my identity was very wrapped up in my work, but I didn't realize it. And it was, we were a couple of weeks out from the wedding and you know, putting together all these last minute details. And I kind of remember feeling so stressed and I was just like, so ready for the wedding to be over. And never did I think I would say that, but I'm like, I cannot wait to just be married so that I can have, the stress can just like go away. <laughs> and I thought that by having the wedding behind me meant that the stress would go away. And shortly after the wedding, I had gone to the doctor's office because a couple weeks before that I had had a bad sinus infection. So I went in for a follow-up visit and just expecting the doctor to say like, Hey, everything's good. You know, you're everything checked out. You're okay. But instead what I got that day was a cancer diagnosis. My goodness. I was 25. We had just gotten home from our honeymoon two days before that. And when I tell you, I was sitting in that chair in that sterile, horrible doctor's office. I mean, you know how those rooms can be. They're just like cold and those fluorescent lights are there. And it's just, it's just, I still get chills when I tell this story, but it's because that was the moment that I knew I knew I had to figure out a different way. It was like something just hit me in that moment that the path I was on was a destructive path that was not taking me closer to my dreams, but taking me further away from it and in working so hard and in chasing toward this ideal life, this quote unquote success that I wanted to have, which I had experienced a lot of early on in my career, I knew that it had come at a cost. That's when I realized that the price that I paid for the recognition that I had it, because at that point I had walked away from my nine to five job. I had earned the company paid vacations and Was driving the luxury car and I had a big team and all the things that from the outside looking in, someone would have thought, oh, she's so successful. But I recognized that it had come at a price and the price that I paid was my health, my relationships, my family, and all of the other things in life that really, really mattered to me. And so I decided right then and there that I was going to walk away from it all. Everything that I had built, as terrifying as that was, and I said, because I was so sick and tired of sacrificing my life for the sake of success. And the scariest part about it was that I didn't even realize it was happening when it was happening because I thought that by working harder and by doing more and by, you know, just working, you know, extra hours and just putting in more time and effort and energy, that I would reach my dreams faster. But what I realized is that it doesn't work like that. And so as I set out on my own journey of healing, I discovered a lot of things and I became obsessed with figuring out the answer to the question of not how to get rid of stress and overwhelm and not how to, you know, avoid burnout, but a deeper question, which is why does this even happen in the first place? Because especially for us as entrepreneurs, You know, we set out towards our dreams. You would think that that would energize us and that would motivate us and that would inspire us. But instead, somewhere along the way, and unfortunately for a lot of us, it takes a major wake-up call like this, some health or relationship or financial or other kind of crisis, to wake us up that, no, we've actually been going about it the wrong way. And so I was seeking answers to that question and really just looking for ways to To stress less and live more, as I say, it's the nutshell version, but really to have success, but without sacrificing my family and my life and the things I loved along the way. So to have both, that's really been my journey over these past six plus years. And um, it's just been, it's been an amazing, amazing journey.
0: Yeah. And it's really amazing to hear your story and how kind of this, this scary diagnosis really I mean, while that's something that none of us ever want to have to hear, it's it's something that completely, um, you know, almost helped you change your path and, and move forward in a better way. And it's interesting because I just talked to um, Courtney Carver. She's the creator of Project 333, and, and she was talking about kind of a similar path of just how how all of this stress led to a you know health diagnosis that made her realize she can't keep going this way. So so this is something that we experience, I think, you know, whether it's health related or I know for me, I, I've had, I kind of had one of those moments as well where it's kind of like an enough is enough type of moment. Um, whenever I I had a newborn and I had two part-time or three part-time jobs, two of them work from home and one of them, you know, out of the home. One of them that I was like trying to phase out and the other two that I was just grasping at straws, kind of like you said, trying to find something because when it comes down to it for for most of us in, in today's world, like we either, either we as women, we want to work and we want to have the purpose that comes with work or we want to stay home and work so that we can have both or we, we want to stay home, but, but we have to work. So it's like, we're, we're, we have to do it all it seems we have to be a mom we have to either have a full time job or we have to work from home or we have to own our own business so that we can help bring income into this family uh, or into our family so so yeah it it's a lot and it i think just like talking about it like that it sounds like a lot and and when it comes down to it with our work we want to succeed so i love the concept of what you do because i think it's so important and and this po- podcast is all about the concept of like making room for what matters through living with less. So I love that your idea is like less stress so that we can actually fully live. So how have you personally found that? I just want to kind of ask you this on the minimalist perspective and minimalism. Have you found that living with less in whatever way that might apply to you has helped you live with kind of less stress or just live a fuller life?
1: Yes. And you know, it's so interesting too, because I have always been a person that's been very organized. Everything has its place. I don't like to have a lot of clutter, a lot of excess in my life. And that's always just kind of been innate in me. And so in my home, I keep a very clean home. Everything is in its spot. You know, I'm always like clearing out the clutter. So from a physical standpoint, I definitely agree that, you know, having a everything just where it belongs and everything clean and simple is also because a reflection of your exterior world is a reflection of your interior world. So if your exterior world is all cluttered up and everything, then of course you're going to feel a little bit, you know, cluttered up on the inside. And it's just kind of weird how that works. But, um, but I can definitely say that from a physical standpoint, yes, living with less has definitely helped me make room for more, but even beyond that, the not, not the physical stuff, but more of the, um, conceptual, you know, living with less expectations, living with less self-doubt, less stress, you know, all of these things that we might not immediately think of when we think of living with less, but that really also applied to this conversation because in living with less of that, we make room for more abundance, more fulfillment, more happiness, and more joy. And that's really what I've found, you know, in my own life and in my work with clients is that when we can release, you know, these expectations that we place on ourselves or when we can shift the conversation that goes on, that inner dialogue that goes on in our mind of, you know, I'm not enough, kind of living of this place, you know, not enough and, um, you know, doubting ourselves and our abilities. When we can shift that, um, it's really interesting how it makes room for so much more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I always say there's kind of like, you know, this word minimalism and the whole movement of decluttering our homes. It's kind of something that's really trendy right now, which is it's a good thing because I think it's helping so many people. I know it's helped me, but there's so much more and it goes so much deeper than that, which you just described honestly, perfectly. And I think that when it comes to the idea of stress we busy up our lives with not just too much stuff, but but just too much on our schedules and everything. So why do you think, let's get to like the root of it. Why do you think so many women and especially moms, and I know you you can come at it with this perspective because you have a little one. Why do they end up, why do we end up in this stress state um, where we can't find a way out of it feels like?
1: Yes. Oh gosh, such a good question. And you know, it's it's kind of a combination of things. But really, part of it, part on one side of the coin, it comes from the unrealistic expectations that we place on ourselves. Often unknowingly, we often don't realize that we're placing this expectation on ourselves to be the best, most perfect mom, or even a good mom. You know, but we never actually slow down to define what that is. But we just know that that's what we want, and so we are working so hard towards achieving that that we kind of lose sight of, of what really matters in the process. Um, So these expectations, you know, this self doubt and this feeling of, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not being a good enough mom. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not doing enough. Um, So we tend to do more, which often kind of gives us, you know, we wind up in this vicious cycle where, you know, we're chasing after these ideals that we have, you know, being a good mom and having a successful business, whatever those ideals might be your quote unquote ideal life. But then somewhere along the way, our boundaries do start to get really blurry. We start to overload our calendar with things that aren't serving us, but we mistakenly think that they are. I call them opportunity obstacles, but it's really things that we think are going to get us closer to our ideal, but it actually takes us further away from it. You know, unnecessary meetings or maybe collaborations with people that aren't the right fit but they have a big audience and you want to get in front of it you know you think these things that are going to help you grow which really they don't they really are sucking your time and your energy away from you know the right things you need to be focused on and what that what happens then is it perpetuates this unconscious belief that we wind up with which is well if i don't have my dream life yet then i must not be working hard enough toward it so i need to do more and work harder which brings us right back to square one. We chase harder and harder after those dreams. So this feeling you know, of not, no way out, for a lot of us, especially as moms, we can start to feel that way because we're kind of trapped in this vicious cycle. And what happens is, so on the other side of this point, is that you know, our world and our culture tells us, well, in order to have it all, you have to do it all. So we're getting these messages saying that you know I need to be doing more. Um, it's constantly reinforced. You open up Instagram, you see the mom that looks like she's totally killing it, her kids are all dressed perfectly and they're like her life just looks amazing and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I just so don't have my act together over here. So we compare ourselves. You need to have better routines and you need to get your kids on the system. And we're treating the symptoms. We're treating the symptom of stress and overwhelm, but we're not actually getting to what's causing it in the first place. And what causes stress and overwhelm is the six inches between our ears. And that comes as a surprise sometimes when I say it. Sometimes people resist and, you know, our ego gets in the way. We're like, no, 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 no. I'm not causing my own stress and overwhelm. Like, what? What are you saying? You know, stress and overwhelm is because of all these things happening outside of me. But here's the thing. Your external world is a reflection of your internal world. And so you are going to notice things in your environment that amplify what you may already be experiencing inside, but maybe just you're not aware of it yet. And so the first step is really cultivating that awareness and starting to go deeper and just simply asking yourself, okay, what what in my life could be causing this stress and overwhelm not things outside of you not the fact that you know you've got a pile of laundry to get to and you've got all of these deadlines and that you know i don't know your mother-in-law is saying something about, about the kids and you're just like wait what what you know nothing outside of you it's what is going on within me that's causing me to truly feel out of alignment with my best self because that's where the stress and overwhelm comes from it comes from being out of alignment and the stress and overwhelm are symptoms of being off track. I mean, you think about our body's natural fight or flight response, right? It's not the fight or flight response itself. It's what it's cluing us into, that there's danger lurking nearby. So it's the same thing. Stress and overwhelm are cluing us in that there's emotional danger, where we've entered into this emotional danger zone and that we need to bring ourselves back on track and back into alignment to alleviate the stress and overwhelm that we then experience as symptoms. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that we, you know, we can, like you said, like we can treat the symptoms and it can help us maybe get to that deeper part. But yeah, if we never go deeper, then they're just going to, you know, the symptoms will just pop back up. That's that's, um, how I always look at it. Even when, totally. it comes to you know, when I talk about decluttering, even when it comes to that, it's just like, well, your home won't stay, de- it won't stay uncluttered if, if you don't dig deeper and deal with the stuff that's kind of causing you to clutter up your home. So it's the same thing. Yeah. It's kind of scary to accept the fact that maybe it's, you know, the cause of our stress is us, but it's also kind of freeing because then that means like we, in, in most cases, we have control over it and we can change it.
1: A hundred percent. It makes me think of that line in Hamilton. I don't know if you're familiar with that musical, but one of the characters is singing the song and he's like, you know, I am the one thing in life I can control. And so, like you said, it's really freeing when we recognize that because, yes, even if it means that there's growth and there's work we have to do on ourselves in order to heal that, you know, and, you know, because treating the, treating the symptom is like putting a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. we have got to heal the wound. So when we can look inside and seek the growth and seek the healing that we need as people to step into our power and become the best version of ourselves that we've been created to be it's actually liberating because we can control that. That is what we control. We can't control what's going around outside of us or what someone else might say or how someone else might react or what situations you know might pop up in our life, but we can control how we choose to react and respond at any given moment. And so I think that is that's so empowering. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So kind of on the same topic, let's think about... You know, any of the working moms listening, whether they work part time, you know, just to bring in money for the family or they work a full time job and they like love their career or if it's a mom starting their own business or, you know, working towards schools in that way, um, I want to talk to that mom? Because I I feel like a lot of what you do can be really helpful for that mom. So how can that mom, which is me (laughs) and you probably, and you know, anyone, a lot of moms who are listening right now, how can she take steps towards a less stressed out life when she feels like she has to try to balance this all like she wants to be the best mom she can be she wants to be the best in whatever her job is or whatever career she's chosen and maybe she feels like you know she can't get a hold of any of it because trying to balance it all is just not working so what is your kind of what are your tips for some action steps to take in that situation
1: Yes, well, this is exactly why I created what's now known as the Stress Less System for these moms, for these women who are struggling, and it's a series of six steps, you know, to take the to overcome the mindsets that are causing stress and overwhelm in the first place, and then to actually practically apply, like you were talking about, those practical, tangible steps that we can then implement, um, you know, for lasting results. And the one thing out of this whole system that is the key to it all working you know in in conjunction with one another is to actually take a step back before anything else and to first define what your definition of balance or of success or of being a good mom is what is your definition of that And here's the thing you know our culture, especially in the Western world we are just you know, it's always like eye on the prize kind of mentality, right? And if we're not working towards something, then we're failing. And it's kind of this all or nothing mentality. And so we get swept up in other people's definitions of success or of balance or of, you know, being a good parent, a good mother, or whatever that looks like. And so we often chase after other people's ideals, which is why we feel unfulfilled and why we feel dissatisfied at the end of the day, because we can't actually find what we see as true balance or true success. So to take that pause, to take that step back, and I always encourage people, journal about this a little bit. Spend some time with this. You know, the answers might not come to you right away, but you already have the answers within you. And so you've just got to ask yourself good questions. You know, the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions we ask. And so asking yourself, okay, what does balance look and feel like for me? You know, imagine if you were to close your eyes and experience your most perfectly balanced day in a perfect world, what would that look like? And more importantly, what would it feel like? And things are automatically going to pop up for you. Like I know every time I do this exercise, it's like instant, like less time on my phone, you know, more time with the people I love and just different things that pop up, you know, in my version of, you know, a balanced day. i have some time for work, some time for family, some time for me. Um, And really getting clear on that first and foremost. And then secondary to that is to start shifting your focus to find and bring about more of that in your life. Because once you're clear on it, then you can seek it out. And that's a mistake a lot of people make is just by, like I said, going after other people's versions of balance or just not even being clear on it in the first place. So you'll never know when you find it if you're not clear on it. So you've got to define it first. But then, you know, where our focus goes, our energy flows. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, we find proof of things in our external world because it's a reflection of what's going on inside of us. And so if you're internally aligning yourself to where you're seeking out this balance or seeking out. Um, more successor, you know, being a good mom, whatever that means to you, then your mind unconsciously is going to work to find evidence of that. I mean, a really simple example of this is when you're looking for a new car and all of a sudden, you know, you've been car shopping a little bit. You think, oh, I think I'm going to get, you know, whatever, this little crossover. And then you start seeing it on the road everywhere, like in every color. And you're just like, wow, I never noticed how many of these were on the road before. And it's because your mind is looking for evidence of that as confirmation. And so the same is true in our life. And so when you start to seek out, you know, once you're clear on that definition of those things, you can shift your focus to finding more of it. And your mind is going to automatically start looking for evidence of that in your life, in turn, meaning that you'll experience more of it.
0: Yeah, that is so good. So you talk about, um, you know, defining our own balance. And I would love something else I've, I've seen you talk about before is just this idea that that balance is actually, you know, not maybe a thing that we should be striving for. Like maybe it's a lie. So what, what do you mean by that? When you talk about that, this idea that balance is a lie because we're defining it for ourselves, but you know, we always feel like maybe we're trying to strive for this thing. So can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, one of my most popular talks that I give is that it's that title. It's balance is a lie and you deserve to know why. Yeah. And it's because, you know, we often feel this pressure to find balance. And again, it's, it's cultural pressure. It's pressure that's coming on us. You know, we, we notice it in an external way, but it's actually pressure internally because it's, it's just, it's indicating that something's out of alignment. You know, um, we're not fully fulfilled and we're not fully satisfied because we're not fully at peace internally. And so, like I mentioned before, you know, when we are chasing after, a lot of times what happens um, is that we don't even realize we're looking for someone else's definition of balance. Or we don't even realize that we're looking for, you know, a cultural definition of balance. Um, I think our culture really, really just tries to lead us to believe that, you know, so you're not successful until you know you're making a lot of money and you feel like perfectly at peace and balanced and everything in your life and life is just like amazing and you have no problems you know and it's like again this all or nothing mentality and and so i say you know balance is a lie until you define it balance if you're trying to seek it out without defining it first, what it looks and even means for you, then you're never going to find it. And so it kind of goes back to what we were just saying where, you know, it's, it's, if you're seeking out someone else's definition of it, you won't find it. So you've really got to get down to, you know, the root of what you define it to be. And then, and only then will you be able to cultivate more of it in your life. And also, you know, expectations play a role here as well, because we, we set out and we're like, okay, you know, I want to have this perfect balance, you know, and I won't be happy until, you know, we can, we make it conditional. Like I won't be happy until I have, you know, this amazing balanced life and my business is growing and thriving and I can spend more quality time with my family. And it's like, we set up all these limitations in our mind without realizing it because of the expectations we're putting on it. Um, so I always encourage to break it down a lot, a lot smaller than that. Again, first define it. And then second, you know, maybe you, you lay out your whole, like what your perfectly most balanced day would look like, but then back it down. Like what would my perfectly balanced first hour of my day would look like, you know, and start seeking that out for me to give you a really tangible example of this. I had just realized one day that it was like, you know, I I would just get on my phone first thing in the morning and there was really nothing so important. I didn't need to check my email right away. I hadn't missed anything on social media, but it had become a habit to just roll over in bed. And that was the first thing I did. And you would think, I mean, it's kind of messed up, right? Like you would think you would roll over and kiss your husband, you know, but no, I roll over and check my phone and I'm like, wait, this is messed up. Like what, what is going on here? So I just started seeking out the first hour of my day. And I'm like, look, if I were to wake up and really experience, you know, my ideal first hour of my day, what would that look and feel like for me? And first it was actually, my phone was nowhere in the picture. It was a cup of coffee. It was a quality conversation with my husband. It was being there, just being silly with my son in the morning, you know, and, you know, I don't know, just cutting up his toast in funny shapes and making funny faces and, you know, feeding him breakfast, like whatever it might be, just that quality um, time with them. And, and we're just talking one hour here, you know, um, work wasn't in the picture at all. My phone wasn't in the picture at all. And, you know, maybe a hot shower was in the picture, but that was about it. And so then when I was really clear on that, I started seeking more of that out. I set up an app on my phone. It's not even an app on iPhone. You can go into settings and like make all your apps go to sleep, you know? And so I couldn't even really open up my apps until, you know, a certain time in the morning. And it's still set up that way. I spend the first hour of every day off my phone, um, you know, and just talking with my husband before he leaves for work and being with my son and really seeking that out, but but I had to define it first, you know? So again, going back to this whole idea of balance is a lie. It's a lie until you define it because you're not able to seek it out. And if you're seeking out, you know, our cultural definition or someone else's definition or an influencer you follow on Instagram and what looks like balance for them, then you're going to have a really hard time finding it. You're going to continue to feel that stress and overwhelm and frustration um, of not having it, which causes you to seek it more because we want what we don't have, right? And so then we kind of, again, get in that vicious cycle and perpetuate the issue.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I've talked about this recently of the idea of how we need to define our own idea of success, too, because it's so easy to look around at what everyone else is doing and, you know, what especially now with online business being so prevalent, you see people talking about, you know, making six, seven, eight figure businesses. And then it's like, wow, they're successful. But what does, you know, we have to redefine for ourselves. What do we actually want? Like, what do we actually want for our lives? We don't have to want the same things. And so if we use those words like balance and successful and use them as a one size fits all, like we're all going to be stressed out and unhappy because we're just not all, I think, built to, to seek out the same things in our lives and all, we're all different. So I, I love that you focus on defining things for yourself, journaling things out, because I really think that that's where, you know, where we find peace because that's where we find what, what's going to work for us and, and how we're going to, you know, actually enjoy our lives. So yes. I, I love that.
1: Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, you mentioned just that word peace, you know, and I think it's something that we all want. And I think that another shift in belief that has to happen is that we have to realize we're worthy of it because until you recognize that you are worthy of that inner peace, you're going to, it'll be the opposite. You won't feel worthy of it. And so you'll think you have to do more and you'll continue to push that piece away and actually resist the thing that you truly deserve and truly want to have because you feel you're not worthy. And we see this in other areas of life too, right? We see this with success. We see this with income. We see this with a lot of things and we tend to, what we resist persists. And so I think even just at the root of that, you know, recognizing that you are so worthy of inner peace and we all are, you know, that's, that's the ultimate. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, our definition for success. And for me, you know, my definition is threefold. Um, And it has, you know, some of it's related to business, some of it's related to personal. And, but I'll know, like if I put my head on the pillow at night, for me personally, I'll know I've been successful if I've accomplished three things. First, if I did one thing, no matter how big or small that day, to further my own mission of inspiring and communicating to women everywhere that they're worthy of inner peace. Second, if I've spent quality time with the people I love, whether it's family, whether it's a friend. And then third, if I did something for me and took care of myself, which means, you know, it could be anything from just eating very mindfully to, you know, having that five minutes of breathing. Maybe it's a day I got a workout in or a walk with my son, something like that. And for me, if I can do those three things every day, then I'll know that I'm on the right path. You know, I'm on a path of growth for me. It might look different for you, but I I highly recommend this, especially the moms listening who are running a business. You know, when you get up for for the day, and even if all you have is that five minutes, set one intention for your day. You know, what one thing do you want to accomplish by the end of today? Maybe it's a work task. Maybe it's simply, you know, I want to spend more time with my family today and then make sure that by the time your head hits the pillow that night, that, that, that you've done it. And that just really helps us. You know, when we have that pressure of our to-do list coming in and we're like, I got to get all these things done. It's like, oh, if I can get this one thing done today, then I'll know today will have been a successful day. It will have been a good day.
0: Yes. That's so good. I love that concept of just that one thing because it takes so much stress off of us. It takes so much kind of expectations off of us because now like we can be focused on just one thing we can feel good about our life if we can go to sleep and say okay we've accomplished that one thing that's so nice
1: yes it shifts your focus too you know out of all the things you from focusing on what you didn't get done to focusing on what you did get done which again creates room for more in your life you know by focusing on less of the negative and it creates room for more of the positive yes so good
0: okay so um, Before we kind of like wrap this up, which I've loved this conversation and I just, I love your mission. I love what you're all about. Um, I would love to know what's something that you are personally simplifying right now?
1: So it's funny you ask this because my word of this year for 2019 is streamline. And so we've really been focused, you know, as a team, Um, I have a small team that I work with and it's grown this year, you know, it's been kind of just me, myself and I up until this year. And so we're growing, we're expanding, which has been great. But the challenge there too, is that, okay, now, you know, I have to give, the people that are helping me direction on how to help me. And so what we're focusing on right now is really just streamlining and simplifying our workflows. You know, what's our system for doing this? If someone is in charge of say, you know, posting to my social media, then who's responsible for what, what are they responsible for? What am I responsible for? When do I need to get them the necessary information, you know, for the week ahead? When do they have to have everything scheduled by and just really getting clear, clear, clear on all of that. Um, and just really simplifying that process because, you know, it's, I always say, you gotta go slow to go fast. You know, if you just think like, Oh, I just want to have a big team and it's all running and it's all great. Well, that's great, but you have to build your way there and it takes a little while, you know? So just reminding myself that, you know, by slowing down right now, by simplifying, by streamlining, we'll be able to be more efficient and more effective in the long run.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. And my next question, I ask these two questions to every guest. Um, my next question is what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? So it can be anything.
1: Mm, The road back to you. It's a book by Ian Crone. Have you read it? Yeah. Yeah. I love the Enneagram. So (laughs) good. Me too. And, um, oh my gosh, I've, I've bought that book for so many people. I give it out as gifts now. I recommend it. Like I, I really, I literally cannot stop talking about it, but you know why I think because it was so insightful for me and, you know, and I've done so much work on myself over the years and I've really come a long way personally. Um, it just in terms of my growth. And that was the one book though, that gave me, I think the deepest insight into who I really am and explained in such a way that was very easy to understand and grasp and recognizing, you know, I'm wired a certain way. This is why I do the things that I do. And now I can work with that, you know, to bring myself into even more alignment, um, you know, as I continue to grow. So it was just, yeah, it was really insightful. And I think, you know, we should all have that self-awareness and that self-knowledge. And the Enneagram is awesome. Like, I just, I'm obsessed.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I kind of contribute the Enneagram to... Like, I contribute a lot of what the the work of, like, my inner self and learning to just, like, slow down my life and accept that that's the pace that I like to go at, you know, that I attribute that to the Enneagram because I actually discovered it, you know, early this year and it's made all the difference for me, so... Absolutely. I love it. Um, and thank you so much again for being on the show. Thank you for all of this insight. I love it. It's so actionable um, and I know it's going to help a lot of moms. So thank you for coming on and sharing this with us.
1: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I have so enjoyed our conversation today. Okay. I just loved Courtney's message.
0: I loved her story. I loved hearing from her about these ideas of stress and balance and how, we are really in control of what we let stress us out. Now, I know there are situations in where we aren't as in control, and you know, we might suffer from anxiety and depression and things like that. And I can relate to those situations too. And in those situations, I really urge you to seek help. But if you are in a situation where it's your exterior environment that is stressing you out, that is a little bit too much. I really want to encourage you to kind of take that practical advice that Courtney gave in this episode and to start defining what a successful life looks like to you, what balance actually looks like to you, and what actually matters to you. Like, what would your ideal day look like realistically? This is something I talk about often because it is such a game changer to just look at our lives and decide, okay, right now I am just like letting the culture, letting whatever voices I'm listening to determine what my life is supposed to be about and what it's supposed to look like. And it's really hard to measure up to those voices. So how do we stop and slow down and think about what actually matters to us? minimalism helps with that so entirely much really i don't think i would have gotten to the point where i could stop and slow down and think through all of that and start to define what matters to me and start to craft my life around those things that'll happen through minimalism for me minimalism was the catalyst for that and i'm so grateful so i have a couple of things i want to tell you i want to remind you first that That is one of the essential steps in my routines course. My rhythms and routines course isn't just your typical, like, here's the routines you should follow. It's about making your own routines and creating them. And before you even create any routines, I'm gonna walk you through creating a purpose statement. I'm gonna walk you through defining what matters to you before you ever actually make any routine because What Courtney said is so true. We have to treat the root cause first of why we're so stressed out and why we're so overwhelmed. And that is we're trying to measure up to everyone else's standards, but we only really need to be thinking about what matters to us and then moving forward from there. Also, I just wanted to let you know that I have a full-on free resource to jumping into minimalism. So if you're like, I'm still not sure if this minimalism thing is gonna work for me, My resource will help you really dig into realistic minimalism and just getting started. And just, you know, that's what I encourage you to do is just start today. Start with a couple short decluttering projects and see how you feel and move forward from that point. My free resource will give you all kinds of ideas on how to get started, and it'll also help you dive into the deeper parts of minimalism, like clearing out our schedules a bit, being less busy, And really working on some essential mindset shifts. Okay? So, You can get both of those things at desireeendries.com slash store. That's desireeendries.com slash store. That's where you can get all of my free resources and all of my premium resources as well. So find it all there. I cannot wait to help you walk towards a more minimalish life. I just think it's such a life-changing thing. So that's what I'm here to help you do. I hope you have a great rest of your week, friend. And next week... We're going to be talking about a couple things that go along with the back to school season, and we're going to really get practical about decluttering. We're going to talk about your entryway or your drop zone or whatever the heck you want to call it, and paper clutter. Okay, so. I'm going to be talking about that, and I'm going to have a couple of other people talking about that as well that have more kids and kids that are in school and everything so that we can get really a well-rounded idea of, okay, what are some ways I can declutter these areas and take away the stress of the stuff that back-to-school season can bring. So as you can kind of see, we're kind of rotating from work to school to work to school in this series on the podcast, and I just really hope you're enjoying it. Cannot wait to talk to you here again next week.